This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too. And so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. We've already talked about the value of of having self-confidence and building self-confidence in martial arts. And I wonder if you could speak a little bit more about other mental strengths that you either bring into it or that you can enhance through training in martial arts. I think I spoke in an earlier episode about um, strategic thinking and situational awareness. And I think it was actually in our first episode um, about how we use these things and they become enhanced through some of the games that we play. And, and that's valuable. You should go back and listen to that episode. So I don't repeat myself. <laughs> um, but I think certainly focus. I was already pretty focused when I wanted to be. So, but focus is there. Um, mindfulness, being present in the moment, um, understanding that it's really moment to moment to moment. I think that was the very first lesson I learned in martial arts. The I went to the dojo to watch a class because my teacher, I had met him beforehand and he said, um, just come and observe a class and see if it's something you want to do. And I sat on the, the edge of the mats and I watched this class and I watched one of the teachers, Sensei Brian, um, teaching some white belts and a technique. And I, I actually wrote this down as soon as I got my, we had manuals, and I wrote it in my manual immediately, and it's still with me today. He said, whatever it was, it was like a combination of this, that, and the other, like three things, right? And the person he was correcting, he said, it's not one, two, three. It's one and one and one. Because you don't know if that first technique is going to finish it there. You might not ever need the other two. So, and that was a really great lesson because that was also talking about don't be in a rush to get to number three because number one may be all you need. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to make scatological jokes about that, but (laughs) so, (laughs) um, I don't even think there is a number three, whatever. So, but it's, it's, so being present in the moment and, and, you know, what in, in today's like self-care wellness world is called mindfulness is, is just presence. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the biggest things that I got out of it. That and, and sort of really fully inhabiting my body in a way I never had before, you know, really kind of filling out the joints and the, the, the bones and the fingers and the toes and realizing that every there's life in all of it and all of it can be used and 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 not I don't mean defensive ways or for damage or whatever but just even for sensing something mm-hmm. I love this yeah this idea of um embodiment is also sort of part of mindfulness you know and mm-hmm. I think it brings a whole new awareness not just to our 
our potential and our life potential, but also our sense of being. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, it helped me feel really good in my body. And that's not to say that there's not, I mean, right now I'm overweight and I'm really not happy about it. Although I haven't done anything until recently. There's been other times where I felt that I wasn't, I, I don't know, I wasn't the right weight, I wasn't the right height, I wasn't the right body shape, da 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 whatever it is. Um, all the things that I think most women are susceptible to feeling, and men too, mm-hmm. about our bodies. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm in it, you know, almost like a, like a suit, you know, like when you put on a, a pair of gloves and you fill out the fingers, you know, that's kind of what it feels like to be inside my body. But it wouldn't, I didn't feel that way before martial arts. Mm-hmm. I'm curious too, because I went through, when I went through recovery from alcoholism, this was something that I found one of the most like profound transitions for me was actually being in my body because alcohol had this like opposite effect where it took me out of my body and kind of mm-hmm. out of my mind in a way that like felt like relief and because of trauma. And I think because of just that, the way a lot of alcoholics describe it as like feeling uncomfortable in your own skin, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I feel like it's a, you know, it's kind of a metaphor, but it's also not a metaphor, you know, it's right. also like exactly that feeling of not being okay with yourself, um, not being okay just being present, but also not being okay, like exactly in your skin. Mm -hmm. And so for me, yeah, part of healing has also been going through this process of re-embodiment. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, for me, it's a really nice feeling. I mean, it's, 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 I rely on my body and I like being in it and I don't always take care of it in the way that I should, but because other parts of life come along but I feel integrated and that is an important feeling for me between my mind and what I'm, I'm experiencing emotionally or just mentally and my body and how things translate into a kind of reality, whether manifesting an illness or wellness or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But definitely, you know, the movement and the practice and you know, that, that just feels really good to me. And kind of being amazed a lot still, you know, like there was a really loud noise a few months ago in the middle of the night in my apartment. And I had been talking somewhat recently about the attack that I survived 20 years ago. So it was a bit more fresh in my mind. And, um, this noise woke me up and I was on my feet and dressed with, with underwear on, um, and, 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 and in a ready position and like under 15 seconds from being sound asleep. And then I sort of like came into more fuller consciousness and I was like, wow, this training is really paying off. (laughs) (laughs) I was so impressed. It was, I think it was just the wind, you know? banging a window but I was kind of so impressed with myself in a way I'm really glad it wasn't anything more serious than the wind because I got a little too into my I was like damn (laughs) 
Like yeah. dressing, another skill. Yeah. Yeah. And, and relaxing, which I don't always do, but understanding the power of, um, there's a lot of strength and softness and there's a lot of, a lot of speed and slowness. Mm-hmm. And these things that seem to be opposites, which really aren't, um, that those are more recent learnings. Those aren't things that I learned, you know, 10 years ago when I was first receiving my, my instructor's belt. Um, what about patience? What about it? I'm wondering because I, I just wonder if that's, um, I don't know, something that you think about or if it's something that, yeah, I think about it all the time because, because emotionally I'm an extraordinarily impatient person. Me too. Um, (laughs) but when it comes to certain things and especially with martial arts, I have a lot of patience. So that's one thing that I can say is not totally integrated, but something I'm working towards. Um, and and when I'm feeling really kind of grounded and stable about things in my life, then that patience from martial arts comes over into other parts of my life too. From a strategic position and from, I mean, viewpoint and from a, a kind of fighting viewpoint, patience is a fantastic skill and it's one that I've used effectively interpersonal relationships not so much (laughs) we know it matters (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but you know since you've been through it I wonder if there's just more surprising things that you've learned about yourself or that things that you've gained in all these years of practicing surprising things I think one of the most surprising things that I learned from practicing martial arts is that I was is that it's already who I was the the particular martial art that resounded with me is something that I was I was already in my life it just gave me a form and a channel for things that I already believed, things I was already practicing, not techniques, but certain ways of of moving in the world. Um, That was kind of surprising, that it was like, oh, I was this all along. Mm -hmm. I didn't really become a black belt. You know, I, I just sort of evolved I'm saying the same thing I didn't become a black belt meaning from outside of myself I just became more fully myself Mm -hmm. um that was that was a a nice surprise but it was a surprise when I kind of first realized it the I think otherwise it's just it's getting these these deeper and deeper understandings of physics um of body dynamics of how things are connected, both in a very esoteric way and also in a really realistic way, um, it has been wonderful, you know. And and going back to patience, when I'm able to actually apply that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program developed by 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor Susie Collett. Based in Berlin, Germany, you can also find Pretty Deadly in a growing number of cities around the world through the Pretty Deadly website or the Pretty Deadly app. Learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly community at 
prettydeadlyselfdefense.com. 